inside the eye of your mind, don't you know you might find a better place to play? Listeners, you found it. Party Central, JB Headquarters. This is the latest edition of the Ogbenito Football Social. I am your host, Jimmy. Joining me tonight, I have a man who thinks that spending 99p on a DVD, despite not having a DVD player, is good value. Sai, how is cluttering up your life with useless junk going? Oh, you've exposed me for the hoarder I am. That's really <sighs> bad. That's well observed. Yeah, I brought, I brought a DVD for 99p, even though I don't own a DVD player. What's that all about? Pure sentimentality. I'm good, Jim. Thanks. Good. Good. We'll have a, we'll have a word after. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fall from grace, listeners. I've deposed him. <laughs> the man that should be sat here is now footman in my republic. Uh, I'll apologise for his sound quality. He is that far off the grid now. He's so low down. How you doing down there, Joe? You good? It's wild, mate. I'm down. This is Paradise Lost. I am Milton. <laughs> Mixing it. Mixing it. The fallen angel. The fallen angel. Um, I just had to experience, like, if I'm honest, it's, it's sheer jealousy. Um, listening listening to you host and, and not being, uh, not be be part of the, the, the party. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I bestow, and heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown, just for, uh, for the record. So, yeah, continue, continue. I, I, I am very well. Um, I, I, I gotta say, so I, I also love the 99 pence, um, purchase, uh, and, and it made me think of, um, it made me think of, uh, Mark Chapman, who always used to go around buying, uh, uh, catching the ride, didn't he? That was that was his his thing. Was it right? Um, and and I I for a while had a period. I always remember there's a great album by Rival Schools called United by Fate, which is like an early two thousands uh, album, really cool. George got me into it, and Jack probably. Um, and I remember for a while in HMV they were selling it for one pound ninety nine, and and I remember just like buying it, and I think I gave it to one or two people in school because I was just like. This is, this is ridiculous. Like every, you know, we, I felt like buying ten of them and just giving them away to people because a, an album that good shouldn't have cost one ninety nine. My thing's way um, more so Mark yeah. Corrigan than Mark Chapman. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, if anyone's interested, I actually bought season one of The Wire. Um, if anyone's looking for a copy, um, or to borrow. If anyone's looking for a copy, Amazon Prime, Netflix, just get on there. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Buy the hard, buy anyway. the hard copy. By the way, is this the biggest um uh po- football podcast um host scandal since AC Jimbo broke away and made uh, the Totally Football Show from Guardian Football Weekly? I'm just so. waiting for you all to like to all to leave leave the the, the group chat, mate, and I'll just be in there like by my lonesome. Right. <laughs> Next week it'll be I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to trying to think of some witty new pod that Jimmy will have yeah harpoons like I'll latched get, on. I'll get some George Franken on there. That's for, that's for certain. Cryptocurrency, <laughs> financial support, loads of betting, all of that. Yeah, it'll be all all heavy. Some talk sport voices. <laughs> First job to JB. Next stop, the world. Right. <laughs> Listeners, hopefully we can entertain you tonight. I'm first of all gonna gonna travel south around the equator to the wacky world of the African Nations Cup, African Cup of Nations, Afcon, whatever you want to call it. Will Darch, you could probably call it all three. You were the picky one. Anyway, 
first up, last night, guys, did you see the penalty shootout between Burkina Faso and Gabon? And yes, the f- forget forget the first. I think it's fourteen penalties. It was it was six all at that point, or fifth, fifteen penalties actually. It was six all at that point. Burkina Faso um, striker stands to make it seven six. Put Burkina Faso through. There's a side on shot with a Burkina Faso goalie, heavy coffee. Not not have a coffee, but <laughs> heavy coffee. He is crouched over on all fours, almost like he's. Praying, worshiping the ground on the side of the penalty spot. Um, his colleague scores the winning penalty, makes it 7-6, and they all run off to the fans, a big pile on. The keeper jumps up, runs in the opposite direction, and does six backflips. You need to find this on social media. It it made my day, and it the entertainment value of this, the, for me, the football isn't there, guys, but the sheer chaos is. Adding to the chaos, we go to tonight's game, where hosts Cameroon are playing Comoros. Um, Joe, was it is it Comoros you paid a lot of love to the other week on the group chat? It was. It was indeed, Amiga. Yeah, it was indeed. Have, and I don't know if you've you've seen them tonight. So here they are, um, qualified for the biggest tournament ever. And yeah, every every country takes along three goalkeepers. For Comoros, that's not enough. One. No. Nope. One has got COVID. One's got a shoulder injury. The next one hasn't got COVID, but he has to isolate. So the left back tonight in their last 16 game against Cameroon is playing in goal. Um, and then to make matters worse, after seven minutes, Comoros got down to 10 men. Although when I last looked up at the hour mark, they were still only one nil down and having a good go at it. It's, uh, it's, it's at, at this moment, and we'll probably, we'll probably be able to update the listeners, but it's currently 2-1 uh, to Cameroon. Um, y- yeah. Um, I, I think the, the third keeper was just stuck in a loop of doing backflips uh, himself. Um, <laughs> they were they were they were green lit to do uh, to to be allowed to have four um, goalkeepers uh, on the basis of kind of possible COVID. My my um my question is, Jimmy, just to just segue ever so slightly, is um were were did you did, did you <laughs> perform any sort of acrobatics yourself over the weekend? There may have been there may have been one one moment that I'm going to dine out on for the rest of my days, but we'll we'll, we'll leave it there. Oh, will we? No, we, we won't leave it there, we listeners. Will, um, for those of you um, who who don't know, you know Teddy of this parish as well, uh, Haffenden Junior has managed to convince. Uh, Haffenden Senior, host of Totally Football Social, uh, the, the host of the Young Vanilla Football Social, soon to be, soon to be the Totally Football Show, um, to to turn out in goal for Lou uh, Lou Men's team. Is that is that Lou, correct? Lou Town, Lou Town, Lou Town. First eleven. I've I've skipped the flexi league in the second eleven. Straight in there. Boom. Straight in there between the sticks. Saturday. What was the score, Jimmy? Um, we came second. You came second, yeah. We came, conceded. We came a close second. Conceded, conceded five, five of the best. It, it was the hands. But I believe there was um, there was some great, you know, there was a great save in there. That's what I there heard. Was, there was a great save. Um, but being channeling my, your inner coffee. Channeling my inner coffee, I flipped everywhere. But then I don't know. I'm trying to have a goalie that got lobbed all the time because I certainly channeled him. I'm. Five for eight, and their striker took advantage of that. And... 
and left me <laughs> flapping around like a dying salmon with my arms going everywhere. Thankfully, by then it was 3 0 and the game was done. But by, by the end of it, I didn't want the game to finish. I think all the rest of the team did because I think they'd had enough. But it's like a thing possessed. But I won't Just be waiting another up. 17 years yet. I won't be waiting another 17 years before I play again, I'll tell you that. If at all. Anyway, that was my entertainment this weekend. Um, Sai's had a, an entertaining weekend on a on a trip from was it Wimbledon to Edgware. Was it Sai, did you tell me? Mm, yeah, taking the, the overground, um, found myself uh, in, in Kingston upon Thames and, and travelling to town. Uh, it must have been at four o'clock yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and foolishly didn't realise this would obviously have been a prime train for half of Stamford Bridge on the way to Fulham Road. Um, so I got caught um, uh, in a Chelsea in a Chelsea <coughs> carriage with must have been about. 200 Chelsea fans got chatting to a few of them two of them like proper nice guys like nice people but um interesting to pick up on like a few anti-Lukaku sentiments in, in a lot of the chat and and conversations with the guys I, I spoke with um uh, which I found quite quite interesting um and just from being like you know geographically we're based in the southwest we don't get really exposed to Premier League football fans very often or I don't and I know a lot of my friends don't because our experience of top flight football is primarily through television um which is interesting just to kind of see match going fans that at that level um appreciate like you know chelsea fans have got a certain sect and every every fan base does but um uh, yeah it was a, it was an interesting experience to leave it at that maybe what was what was it did they actually sort of go into detail why they're so anti-lukaku yeah it was to be fair it was grounded in, in the in the Inter Milan saga and his probably lack of goals, um, but also felt like they misunderstood how Lukaku, you know, played it at Inter Milan and how he should should play. They were arguing for him to be like this target man, this this um, hold up play, which you know that's not the time or space to speak about that now. But that's not really Lukaku's game, despite his you know what what he looks like. Um, yeah, so it was I don't know. It just felt a bit a bit odd that they were just. Giving him, giving it to him, when I don't know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was mainly about um, the Inter Milan saga, I guess. Nice and uh, credit uh, uh, credit where it's due. Sorry, go on, Joe. Thinking he's going to say again, uh, you can have the floor. Uh, well, we're allowed to share share it around, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I don't think he, um, I don't think he did himself any favors on on Sunday either. Um, fluffed his lines like I, I do think Ziyech played you know that that goal superb but you also put and Mount put put uh, Lukaku in a few times and although it caused caused problems too just in his mere presence um, something's not right because I, I, I you know watching the game off the ball and their build up play Chelsea were absolutely amazing they like and you know, it led me to maybe we can go into it another time, but you know, it led me to to wonder whether, however good Conte could get a Tottenham side, whether it would be good enough to to beat um, a Tuchel side. And and I, I don't mean to win a match, but necessarily to like dominate and 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 beat them, because uh, it, they made us look really slow, like collectively really really slow. And I don't think we were slow. It's just like they they were they were. They were so quick to everything, 
Um, it felt like all of our passes were telegraphed, and I don't think they were telegraphed. They were just they just knew all, every, every possible kind of move that Spurs were trying to put together. Um, and and their build-up play, I thought, was really good. You know, Spurs did did try to make it hard. They they tried to stop balls into Jorginho and Kovacic in the middle. Um, but Chelsea just kind of yeah, they like just toyed with us. Uh, and yet, for all that, it's still it's still if if there's something just not quite right still with with Lukaku's role within the team. And I think if they could fix that, it would be, um, or if they find a way to make it work, be it with whoever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I, he needs I a partner. think they'd go up a level he needs again. A partner. He needs a foil. He needs a Lautaro Martinez. I mm. think if the burden of the number mm. nine with little tens floating around him is is not his. He's not his forte. I think he needs a supporting cast, uh, a direct partner, you know, a Martinez, a, a, a Mertens, as with Belgium. Um, it's, it's, um, there was a really good pod Michael Cox did uh, in, early in the week, and it was uh, charting the change of top goal scorers in the Premier League over the years. And if you look at like the top goal scorers now, that none of them are these kind of power forwards, you know, if like you put Chris it into Robinson's, almost basketball um, tour. Newsletter this week as well, I believe. Oh really? Exactly oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, talking um, about the the, yeah. the the absence of the number nine in the Premier League and yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It kind of echoes that. You know, you went five years back and you look at who was top scorer then, and it was like Kane, Lukaku, um, mm. and then you went ten years back and it was kind of the Drogba's, the Benedict Carthys, and and that's the Torres and and Diego Costas. They're all kind of gone by the wayside with these with these live kind of Mo Salah. You know, Mason Mount's top goal scorer for Chelsea at the moment. You know, this is what of, this is what five years of Pep does to the English football through osmosis. He's just turned everyone into a ten. We'll be ten soon. Yeah, you'll all be ten soon. Um, everyone will be ten. You, know you won't be going to work at all. You'll just be playing through balls all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, yeah. I like that. No, but I really do believe it's the pep, 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 pep effect. You know, we're seeing peak pep effect at the moment, and that's why number nines, I think, are. We I mean, look across the continent, number nines are the thing. Number, number nines are everywhere else. Number nines are the boys, but not in the Premier League. Yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, and yet when he was at Barcelona, uh, when he was at Bayern Munich, um, he he still maintained Lewandowski's prolific nature. Yeah. But it's also not for the lack of trying because he's quite clearly tried to sign Lukaku and Kane in the last 18 months. So, you know, maybe that's set to change. And they just signed that River Plate, um, talking about City now, you know, Pep's just signed the River Plate striker, Julian Alvarez. Mm. That's very exciting one for the future anyway. So, yeah, who knows it what is, happened with Pep in the number nine position. Julio knows. Julio knows. Guys, you've done that You've done that perfectly. So si, you've talked about the continent there. Joe, we've talked about strikers. So... It's the perfect time for an Englishman abroad. Joe, yes. talk to us. Wax lyrical about Mr. Tammy Abraham for us. Do, do you know what? I've, you know, I, I know Cy, um, it, his love of, of Italian football is pure. And, and I think he's dragged a few of us along with him um, this, this season. And, you know, we've talked for ages about how nice it is to see English players and Scottish players, actually, I, you know, I think Henderson was playing for Empoli, wasn't he? In 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 the game, it was Roma Empoli on the weekend. Roma won four two. They're four nil up. Um, Tammy got Aaron two. Aaron Hickey, um, and uh, 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 um, yeah, 
Tammy got two. Also, like pre-assisted brilliantly for the fourth goal, a little kind of backheeled flick on on the on the on the sideline. Um, and within that, there was also Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, um, and it's it's. I I I really hope he doesn't. I hope he stays there, Tammy. I uh, and and I think it was something that you spoke about, Sai, that um. Who did we talk? We talked about Jude Bellingham. We can all buy into the love of Jude Bellingham because he's abroad and we can get behind him. And there's none of this tribalism that will tear us all apart. Now, the, the weird thing is, is you've got <laughs> you, you've got Mourinho uh, managing him, and and I must say it was it, it was it was a good post-match interview as well uh, with Mourinho, where he was just kind of lavishly heaping praise upon the Empoli manager. And you know, talking about his boys and stuff, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, just just hot and cold." This guy blows, doesn't he? But he said, um, is, um, "He said he let them." Sorry, Joe. He said that it was four yeah, nil. He said we, we didn't want to win five nil, so because everyone would have turned off, so we let them score two goals for entertainment. Good old Jose. There you, there you go, there you go. Um, but he has, um, you know, he's now on double figures. Um, I think he, he sorry, he's on sixteen. 16 in all tournaments, all competitions, I think. 17. Um, I think he's got three assists, but he's, you know, he's growing. I think that's the thing that I'm enjoying watching him uh, him do in in Italy, is you, you're watching him lead the line, uh, like minutes played like, he's played 20 full, 20 full like 90s, like 1,850 minutes. Um you know, goals and assists per game, 0.63. Like, really, I, I feel like he's learning his craft, Jimmy. And it's really, really fun. Um, and I just I, I just hope it, I, I actually want it to continue. And if it means Mourinho stays at Roma and kind of does fine there, like, I, if it means that we get to see, like, Tammy Abraham grow as a, as a, as a forward, then I'd really like it. And I, And I don't want him to be, like... I don't want him to go to some middling English team. I'd like him to stay in like and have some adventures um, because because I think that the the they've they've broken the the myth of like you know staying in the Premier League. So like there's there's enough there's enough English young players out there in Europe doing it and actually you know creating amazing kind of stories for themselves. So. Yeah, you know, at some point, I, I I sincerely hope that Gareth Southgate is looking at him, um, and and giving him the opportunity. And like, if you look at his play, you know, it's a bit, you know, he's quite a, it's that ranginess, there's that kind of Paolo one chop. You don't think he's going to reach it, but he does reach it. He's got very good interplay, like it's good link up play. Um, it's really weird because the his 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 second goal that he scored, uh, Mancini was convinced that he scored it. And he didn't celebrate. It was a rebound. It went behind the goal line. It came back out. And I think Mancini nodded it in. And he was like, yeah. And like Tammy was trying to vibe with him. He's like, you know, F, fuck you, man. I'm going. And he's like, and he just ran off like in a, and then they slowed it down. It's like, it's clearly Tammy Abraham's goal. <laughs> so it's quite, it's quite strange. But yeah, I hope he's having a great time. I hope he stays. And, you know, 22 games so far, they've still got a, a fair section of the, the league to go. You know, I'm hoping... You know, he, there's no reason he can't bang another seven goals on there. Like, imagine you get 17 goals in your first Serie A campaign. Wow. And and that would, you know, 
that means he's done 25 goals in the championship for you know it's it, when you look at him, he's got 18 years old Bristol City 23 goals in the championship uh went to Swansea five goals didn't start a huge amount of games uh Villa 25 goals in the championship Chelsea 15 goals in the Premier League six goals in the following campaign after only playing 12 uh, you know 12, 12 matches like he's got 84 goals in 100 and 189 matches 151 starts that's that's good that's like that that's a good return that's you know per 90 0.56 that's that's good man that's one in two that's over one in two and yeah i'm 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 all for him he's 23 like let's just just let him grow yeah he's 24 that's what i'm at with tammy he's 24 i'm looking at 23 but if he's yes and just but yeah do you know what his real first name oh, right. is? Okay, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, uh, Kevin, no. isn't it? It's Kevin. And his brother, who is Timmy yeah. Abraham, playing for Newport, is Jason. Yeah. You've got Kevin and Jason, and no Timmy way. and Tammy. Love it. <laughs> Kevin Abraham. Tammy yeah. Abraham. Kevin Abraham. Yeah. It's a little bit longer Tammy than that. Abra- I'm going to let, let Jim try and say the full thing. Kevin... Ogenetega Tamarebi Bokumu Abraham. That's some name. Nice. Had a name. Can I ask what of uh, where, where's his familial background from them? Because um, you know, I wonder if, if he doesn't Nigerian get recognised. Is it is it Nigerian? Yeah, yeah. You know, I hope it, it, like he's good man, and uh, and yeah, he might just get bored of waiting around, which I don't blame him if he does, and you know, if he. If he if he, if he does, no. I um, think the prospects of yeah, Roma for a while are, are good. Joe, uh, he signed oh. a five-year contract, big fee. Is it a five-year contract? Uh, a five-year contract. Um, but yeah, the flux of like maybe Jose, uh, Jose getting sacked might change things. But I also think that yeah. Chelsea have that have a buyback clause. There's that sixty-eight million pound buyback buyback clause. Um, that might become more appealing in the years two time. The the thing that I I, I kind of hope so is that if if it was to end in in uh, at Roma for whatever reason, that he bangs in enough goals, that one of the things I love about Serie A is like, you know, just players just move around, don't they? But like, there isn't again that that tribalism. Yeah. It is there, but it's not. And it's like, you know, he could move to Napoli. Okay, go to Napoli, bang in a couple of seasons there. Okay, go to a Fiorentina. You know, like that would be so. It'd be so cool. So so yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be great if he stayed in La Penitia. But I seem to have played like this, and I feel like Jude as well, the inevitable... It feels like gravity, doesn't it, the Premier League? Like, they, in other words, it just feels like they're... Although it's great to watch them play for Dortmund and Roma, it almost feels like... And maybe this is wrong, one wrong way of thinking about it, but it does feel like a test or or a, um, a rehearsal or a way of like proving to pre- top, these top Premier League sides to come in and spend $100 million and and be there and be the number one guy there. Do you not get that vibe? Yeah, yeah, big bit? time. And I don't want that. That sucks. No. I want them to be, you know, true, true to that, true to where they are. Um, but it kind of does feel a little bit like, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Get no, that same no, feel. No. Get that same feel. Definitely. Let's um just briefly and side. I didn't mention this. Hopefully, I'm not throwing in on it here. But I'm sure you'd have watched the game last night while we stay in Serie A. Milan Juve last night played out a nil-nil draw. 
I watched a little bit of it. Um, then it got so bad I actually changed to a different sport because I lost the will to live. But um, your th- your thoughts on the game, side? Really bad, wasn't it? Really bad. Jimmy, the other Jimmy put it in the group chat. What was his message? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buying a new pair of pants and then shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined them straight away. It's like, yeah, it was, it was something like that. Getting really excited about a brand new pair of pants and then soiling yourself. Finding exactly out that. that. Shit, shit, like, you're, you're already shitting them or something. But yeah, um, that was really, yeah, a shit, really shoddy game. But like, it was the first time Juventus had failed to register a shot on target in 11 years. Um, and I feel like the game could have been different. It was Lafayette had stayed fit, but after half an hour, he got forced off. Um, Milan are decimated by African Cup of Nations and injury. They're missing Kese, Bernasen, and heaps of others. And I think the age of the front line started to cre- creaky front line of Giroud and Zlatan is starting to show um, um, cracks uh, for Milan. And Juve are just really, really bad. Really, 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 really bad. And they're desperate for a striker. Um, whether the Anelli family are going to just write a massive check soon, it seems inevitable. But um, yeah, a really bad game. Um, we talk a lot about how positive side of Syria, but this was really bad. And in front of an empty San Siro, which was, or oh, had 5,000 fans in a 70,000 seater stadium, which is just, just a crime um, and a real shame. Um, uh, so, yeah, neither, neither a good side, for, a good result for either side. Um, Juve are desperate for Champions League football, currently lying in fifth in Milana, slowly slipping away again, mirroring last season, not able to sustain or sustain a title challenge. So yeah, it's lucky we didn't do a pod on them a few months back and curse them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got the kiss of death at the moment, oh. doesn't it? It feels like every time we bring up a subject, something happens the following week. Yeah, it's combined xG of uh, of zero point nine five. That's pretty. Oh, it's pretty meh. Yeah, a whole load of nothing. Juve have failed to beat any of the top sides above them, so failed to beat Milan, Inter, Napoli, and Atalanta this season. Um, Allegri's it's looking desperate. Pretty pretty desperate for Allegri he doesn't actually have there's so many things hanging over the club as well like Dybala's contracts like um, like will is he worth re-signing the lack of a striker Aaron Ramsey still being a player there <laughs> the, um, the spectre of Aaron Ramsey <laughs> yeah like what, what, they, they, honestly I think Allegri's announced he's leaving about five times now but he's still there like you know oh yeah Ramsey's not on the squad this week because he's, he's going to leave this week but lo and behold <laughs> We're at the end of January and he's still there getting paid 400 grand a week. But um, Weird. Reportedly. Yeah. Weird. To, no, weird that he's there. Like 400 yeah. grand a week, whatever he's on. Like 100 grand a week, you know, whatever. But the fact that Aaron Ramsey, uh, yeah, is in is in Turin, just, you know, a Juve player, just forever baffles me. Strange one. I'd do it for half of that money. Just saying. Just Get saying. you in goal, mate. Chesney. Exactly. Exactly. I tell you, it wouldn't have been nil-nil if I was playing in goal last night. Um, <laughs> I think on that note, listeners, we should take a quick break. Join us on the other side where we are. We're going to swap the managers around because because we can. Fantasyland. Come and join us. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Jimmy, your host here with 99p bargain man, Mr. Westlake. And the deposed former chairman, the artist frequently known as Joe. We are going to have some, are going to have some fun and move some managers around. 
I've got to be honest, Joe put this in the chat earlier on for the pod, and if a WhatsApp message is more than two lines long, I switch off and lose track. Um, but the idea being, we want to see and play around with and discuss which manager could replace another at a team, a seamless or a seamless transition as we can find. Um, the similar styles, who goes where, all uh, all fueled by Joe's Joe's wish for the next Man City manager. So, uh, Joe, your idea, you you start the ball rolling for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, um, it was mulling over. Um, how how good a job Graham Potter is doing and, and how much his style of play causes the very best teams um problems and it you know, I think even Pep uh and, and City have problems with Brighton and, and I think um I actually think that maybe Graham Potter could be a, a good replacement for Pep Guardiola and it and it just led me to thinking, okay, if you if you do like a manager swap in the Premier League and 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 you both teams you wanted to have the least drop off and ideally either an upturn in performance but minimal drop off and and so you know the the polar opposite would be swapping pep for Sean Dyche that just wouldn't work imagine Dyche trying to instill his kind of his 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 training regimes on on those you know just myriad of number 10s it'd just be bizarre um and and no doubt, I can imagine just Pep kind of like trying to tinker with <laughs> with with Burnley's finest, like Ben Mee and and Tarkovsky. They'd just be like, we don't want this. So I I imagine both teams there it would not work out. So so yeah, so I started to to flick through it, and actually, and I met, we we didn't cover it, but but there was a great match up this weekend which which showed two. Two managers that I think could could also swap well, but we'll we'll get to that in due course. But yeah, so Pep uh, Pep Guardiola and Graham Potter, I think stylistically uh, and tactically, um, Potter's kind of hitched himself to kind of the Pep wagon, uh, and does and does more than like a, a worthwhile kind of imp- impression. I, I think I, I I think if you gave Potter Man City squad. I I think he'd still do really good things. I I don't think it would be uh, a a mess. Um, and and I think, do you think when you look at wing the backs in that scenario, he does play fundamentally play five five at the back or with, with wing backs, which City don't. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but he also plays them with uh, as very 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 attacking. I I I, I almost feel that. That they're more of a, a front five with um, is it Cucurella? Is that is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? The, the Spanish yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like him and, and great Lanty. hair, um, great hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, makes me think of Inigo Montoya uh, from Princess Bride. <laughs> yes. but, um, yeah. I, I think he could, and and like I said, I think Pep is keen on tactical invention, and I think often. Um, Potter's quite happy to to tweak things appropriately, and I think if Pep went the other way, um, I think he'd have like a good selection of technical, quite intelligent players to kind of do some cool stuff with. But yeah, so that was like that was my opening gambit, um, and I do have some more drafted up. But I don't know what you guys thought and what your whether you've got ones to throw into the mix. 
yeah, I've got one off the top of my head is it is Klopp and Rogers. Purely more Rogers to Liverpool, purely because obviously he has history there massively. You can identify with him at the club, but he's developed as a manager where I feel like he could I feel like when that Klopp role comes available, is it the end of twenty twenty four, so it's two years, right? Mm-hmm. Gerard and Rogers obviously I think would be the favourites by then. Well, I mean a lot can change, but looking at how it is now, I do fancy and would like to see what Brendan Rodgers could do at Liverpool with, with some of the names there. Um, and equally, obviously, I think Jurgen Klopp, is, for me, could walk into any job. And unlike Pep Guardiola, unlike Pep Guardiola, could make a more of a success of any other club more than Pep. I think Pep's requirements for players are so niche, probably rules him out of a lot of jobs. Like I, like you said, with like Norwich and, and Burnley. But if Klopp was able to go into a Burnley or a Norwich or a even in Newcastle, like his man management and motivational skills, I think would, would drag more results out of lesser teams than Pep would. Do you do you know where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was my. You got thoughts on that, Jimmy? I, I I wanted to come back to that, but what you, did you have thoughts on on that that switch? Um. No, no, I didn't actually. I was quite enjoying listening to side because I hadn't even considered that. So you 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 carry on you you go back to it, Joe. Yeah, well, the the Palace um, Liverpool game on the weekend, actually, I thought in Patrick Vieira, and 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 again, I look at like the profile of Palace at the moment and how he's got this team playing. You've got like this attacking front, like three uh, or, or or four with Matete, who's just kind of uh, kind of come to the forefront, but you've got. Elise, you've got Eze, you've got Zaha, you've got Edouard, you've got Mane, you've got Firmino, you've got Salah, you've got uh, Jota, you've got Conor Gallagher as this kind of dynamic midfielder. And and I think watching Palace, like Palace are in the throes of like this kind of this Liverpool-esque kind of style of football where it's 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 very very intense. They they don't really have they don't really control the midfield very well. I think one of Liverpool's downfalls is that they they don't seem to be able to control their midfield, which is why you have these crazy open games. And I kind of wonder whether um, whether like the switch of Vieira and Klopp could could kind of work. I think almost like the profile of players is is quite similar. Fullbacks is 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 something that that is a, a different thing. Um, but yeah, that that was what the one that kind of stuck in my head a little bit more than than Rogers. I had Rogers aligned with with someone else um, that we can um, because I often I think in a horrible way like Rogers constantly seems to be a bust a busted flush, and I and I I I say that like not gleefully because I really like Brandon Rogers, but often he's the guy who goes all in with his like with his full house. Only to be miraculously beaten by four of a kind, um, and I, I, I kind of it, well, it is, isn't it? Like <laughs> that is one of those beautiful analogies. That's <laughs> where um, where he goes a lot, um, and I actually, I for me, I kind of saw him and Arteta as kind of players that that could that could switch things up a little bit. Um, there's, there's similar styles of play emerging in, in Arteta. Profile of players isn't quite there for for him, um, but I could I could see Rogers going in and working with that squad, and I can kind of see Arteta's 
kind of working with. In fact, if I think you put Arteta in Leicester, it'd be like, oh my God, this is lovely. I've got loads of players that can actually do the things that I'm, I'm wanting them to do. <coughs> what I can definitely, that absolutely, I, one that springs off the board is just because not, not because they share the first, the same first name, but Thomas Frank and Thomas Tuchel, I feel like are quite similar. Mm. Oh, I've got, style. I've got, I've got Frank with someone else. Oh yeah, who's that? Um, Bielsa. Right, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, wow, sure. okay. Just, sure. just guys. I think they, you know, they they kick every football with their players. They live and breathe it. They're sort of forward-thinking guys. There's, you know, there's there's the box. There's the managers, and there's those two guys, sort of left field, sort of thinking of new ways to to, to play the game. So I I sort of throw those two out there, and I think Ragnick and Gerard are more alike than anyone would ever want to admit. But um, from early signs from Gerard's intense Christmas tree pressing nutcase foot football I quite like it it's probably what Ralph Ragnick that's a good shout want to be doing really with his um, United team <clears throat> very narrow but Gerard's very narrow team but um, they are I think they, I think that could be something in the next 12 months that Gerard's Villa team yeah what as in you think they could they could pose a problem yeah I think I think they could just end up being phenomenal they've got so many good players now that um and it looks like they're going to add more, like rumours of Benton Core. Whether that comes through or not, it's just the type of player they're being. Suarez as well. Um, yeah, Suarez obviously <laughs> that looks weird, but um, Ger- I reckon Gerald Jer- has got something about him. Actually, I didn't think that would actually happen, but he's actually quite clearly got something about him. Um, I, I actually, I'm I, I cheated a little bit. I, th- I thought um, the the two Ralphs could essentially swap Southampton and, and Man United. Right, yeah. Um, and and it kind of it'd be fine because what you know. I think Hassan Houthi was kind of cut from very much the the Ragnik cloth, isn't he? Um, and and I, I, yeah, part of me wonders like it'd be okay because they're both. They're, uh, I actually think some of uh, Southampton's recruitment has been absolutely stellar. And um, Ragnik could walk into like young players that probably listen to him without any ego whatsoever. He'd probably uh, and and be able to like deliver everything that he wants and. And then I don't know. And then Harson Huthul, uh, you know, probably would still struggle equally at Man United, but still kind of get a tune out of them, and they'd they'd still kind of be fifth. Like, I think. Uh, do you know what I mean? That's it. Um, yeah. And actually had I, I I had Thomas Frank and and David Moyes. I thought they could they could have a little swap because I think I think um I think Moyes has become far far less pragmatic but still has that element of pragmatism and I think one of the things that Brentford did really well when they come up is you know you look at the football that they played last season it was like a lot of possession based football it was still very you know quick quick play and, and, and direct but when they came up they're like yeah we're going to tweak that slightly and when we need to be like super direct we're going to we're going to do that because we're not stupid enough and we're not or like our ego's not so big to know that um, playing beautiful football is really, really great, but maybe you need to play it against the proper, the, the right teams. Um, I think there's, yeah, there's like you could see Ivan Tony going to West Ham and doing really well there. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's a great. You should be director of football, man. Give Golden Sullivan a ring. That's great. That's a great. <laughs> One weird thing about manager swaps that always happens in any football manager, recent football manager game. If you just go far enough into the game, Klopp ends up managing City, and Guardiola always ends up managing managing Liverpool. 
Like the AI always mucks it up and it ends up being that way. It's really weird. And then obviously that would never happen. Would it ever happen? But I doubt it would ever happen. But um, that's weird. It is weird. Yeah. That's when it's time to turn the game off and just delete it. <laughs> Watch um, season one Jimmy, of the wild. Yeah, but season one on DVD. <laughs> on DVD. What I want you, what you, see if you can get a DVD player for cheaper than ninety nine pence, Simon. Oh that's, yeah, that's your next challenge. Any listeners giving away a free DVD player um, at Westlake? No, no, not free. <laughs> they must sell it to you for less than okay, ninety eight p or less. Okay, which is free by less. anyone else's definition. Put it out there. Simon will come and collect it wherever you are. <laughs> Wherever, yeah. Wherever the further away, the better, please. Um, Jimmy, do you have? Do you have? Um, oh, so, like, where does where does Eddie Howe fit into this? Yeah, I was, I'm Howe. sort of struggling with Eddie Howe. I don't know, because again, I, initially, I sort of almost had him, I had him and Bielsa the way that Howe used to care. But when he was when he was the Bournemouth, you know, he, he kicked every ball with the players when he was a, when he was at Bournemouth. Again, he. He looked a different ways of playing the game, and but at Newcastle, uh, I don't know his identity there. Eddie Howe's really don't. Eddie Howe's still playing four four two. Anyone? Anyone know? I, 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 I don't. I don't. If I've I've not tuned into to a uh, to a Newcastle game. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, are you a bit angry? Else, uh, already got I, off track on this whole thing. Quickly, on Eddie Howe. Are you a bit 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 annoyed about the whole? Saudi Arabia training camp. It's a training camp. I promise, it's a training camp. I, I, I uh, yes and no. Um, I'm, t- I'm trying to think. I think another team have taken um, themselves off to Qatar, haven't they? Or, or but specifically, how another... coming out and saying trying to justify that as a footballing reason. The reason they're going to Saudi Arabia is a footballing reason. They come out and said that. I think that's pretty, pretty. pretty I think I, I think the situation that they're in is that you know because Saudi Arabia. Or the PIF or the Premier League, what well, has come out and said, like, there's definitely no relationship going on here. Like, you know, we are 100% certain that Saudi Arabia do not own Newcastle United, and if they do that, they'll be in big trouble. I think maybe uh, Eddie Howe is is in a situation where it's like you have to, you have to like say this line, you, you have to go along with it um it's it's all so depraved simon i can't even yeah like and there's a lot of whataboutery like which which is quite depressing as well but they're all yeah like they're all there um i i wondered um yeah i don't like i wondered about bielsa and tuchel i thought like maybe um like i i kind of feel like that would that would kind of work like you you've got a You've got a group of, I think, yeah, I think you could put Tuchel into the lead side, and and they've kind of been schooled chaotically enough. Like, and, and what I think what we know of Tuchel is like, you know, he deliberately makes training sessions like really hard and very complicated. So fundamentally, when you go to a match, it's like, oh, they're 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 not so complicated. So I always like, remember Roy Keane saying like, the hardest games we used to play were against each other in training sessions and like and then you go on the saturday and you know you got spurs and you just smash them it's like whereas i think <laughs> um with you know with tuco i think that and and maybe the 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 leeds players would would be quite 
receptive to that because they're used to to Bielsa. Um, and then Bielsa would go to Chelsea and just be like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of distill what Tuchel does, but like imbue with a bit more of attacking. And and actually, I think what Bielsa does really well, and Tuchel still, I I I I don't think Tuchel has shown that he's cracked it over here. Um, is I think Bielsa is able to construct those final third attacking sequences which lead to shots really 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 well and uh and i think i think they could have a lot of fun lukaku might not be the hated man under bielsa no um i, I actually I, 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 yeah i'm trying to i don't know if lukaku would 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 be that person i kind of think kai Havertz no. could play the patrick bamford role quite well um and just draw everyone in well, he did. It's just all about ti- like timings, isn't it? With with Bielsa, it's just perfect position timing. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought those two would work nicely. Is there anyone we we liken to to Dean Smith, who looks like he's pulling a rabbit from a hat because he's got Norwich out of the bottom three? Yeah. Yes. God, please. Yeah. Let that um, happen. <gasps> wouldn't it be amazing? Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing? It's about time. I. J- Oh, I'd love it, man. I'd I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like for me, I had um, Rogers and Dean Smith. Like, kind of, you could kind of switch them a little bit. I think I think if you put Moisey, Dean Smith into David Moyes and Dean Smith are quite good, <coughs> aren't they? Similarities. I don't think I don't think playing style they are though. I don't think they're both wedded to the. I don't think how one. No. Um, I, I'm I'm reaching a bit here with my yeah. knowledge of Dean Smith's tactical nuances. I I admit. Um, but they seem quite similar characters in that way. They're both fifty. Well, they're both in their fifties. Um, both seem to you know, the same generation, aren't they? I'd have been very impressed if you knew both the exact age of Dean Smith and David Moyes. Like that would that would make me think you've got a spreadsheet of over fifty aged managers, like I I, Premier I League managers. managers that are over fifty. I do have the data yeah, only... in front of me. Go on then, what is it? How old are they both now? David Moyes is 58 and Dean Smith is 50. Okay. Only just though, aren't they? That's, that's close though. Moyes is 58, did well, you say? That's the, beauty of, that's the beauty of math, is that when it, when it ticks over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, God. It's, that, it's that famous, he's 27, oh, no, I, he's I was going to say tweet. it, and I didn't know if you'd know. Like, yeah, the greatest sorry. thing. It's, the yeah, greatest. Someone's the greatest up, tweet. It's very, very yeah. If we if we're going to come away from football in likenesses, I'm I'm going to put um, Everton caretaker manager and Burnley manager Sean Dyche. I'm sure you could yes. you could mix those two around because either one you'd want on your side if a fight broke out at a pub. Um, doesn't matter who it is, you're going to get the, you're going to get the same result with them on your side. Big gold chins. Yeah, right. I th- just just what he does or he has. You know he will. He would. In that, in that, in that he would. Scenario, okay. Right? Big Dunk versus Sean Dyson. My money's on Big Dunk. I think Ooh. Sean Dyson is the man that that you think you've destroyed, and then he's just laughing at you in a in a sea of blood and no teeth. He's like he's still, right. he's still laughing like some sort of Full Metal Jacket <laughs> scene that never made the film. Um. You just <laughs> walk away, and he sits bolt upright like the Undertaker used to do in the WWE. Yeah. 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 
the gravel is my rifle. You know, there are many like it, but the gravel is mine. Um, ben Mee's walking on the side. I think it's the pool bearer. <laughs> 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 um, I think I think the the other one that we've got to do, which is quite an easy swap, is is Conte. And I kind of I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, Bruno Large like and Conte could probably probably switch. Bruno Large is like a little bit more attacking than. Then it's kind of a similar system. It's like a three-four-three, four-three-three that they're playing. Large is like is is looking better now that Pedence is back. Um, I think it's all kind of automation type type state uh, play that um, Large is into, and Conte's like a better version of that. Yeah, neither of them can score. <laughs> he can't get even a team to score. Um, nope. Yeah, I don't know. Conte's so niche, isn't he? It's difficult to compare to anyone. But in terms of like. Especially your comparison earlier, Joe. All I could think about was a brilliant talk about uh, uh, the the Spurs Chelsea game earlier. Like Tuchel's a world class manager with a world class squad. Antonio Conte's a world class mm. manager with a good, a good squad, maybe at a stretch. Yeah. And yeah. I just feel like Conte Conte would do an amazing job at United. I think that would have been a obviously there was, you know. Rumours of him going there before the whole um, Ralph thing happened and, and United didn't want him apparently or missed out on him, who knows. Um, but I feel like if, if Conte, Conte was in a better job uh, with this current United squad than Ralph Ragnick's currently doing. Do you agree with that? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Just because? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because, like, you know, I I think your 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 forwards and those guys that like I think Pogba would be playing if Conte was there. Like, yeah, he would have got fit somehow. Like, he would have miraculously all of a sudden got really fit. Mm. Um and and yeah, I think there's less problems to fix under under Conte. Um yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think we've we've covered all managers there, haven't we? I think we've run out of Yeah, I think we've married up. I think we've married up all of them. I think we are. Well, unfortunately, there's there's one we've missed out, but everyone's favourite tinkering uncle has. Oh my God! Shed a tear. Uncle Claudio. Gone uncle Claudio is gone. Well, that's what Watford oh. do. Suck me. That's what Watford do. Spare them out. That is what they do. So. Uh... Still beat United four one. <laughs> Oh, Claudio. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think yeah, I think that's that's covered everyone. Oh, that was that was a lot of fun. It was fun, wasn't it? Was it? Fun. it kind of made sense. It kind of made sense, and it didn't it didn't seem too fictitious as well. I thought we were going to get lost in a whole world of um, the pod we did about a year or so ago, where we picked an eleven and recreated football matches, and I think we nearly blew Will's mind, time. didn't we? I love that one. That's what I think that's my favourite yeah, one ever. Me too. I still can't believe I didn't. <laughs> Still can't believe I didn't win, but that's the best thing. I loved it. Loved it. I was 1-0 up. I muted my microphone because I had a cough and I was 2-1 down. I didn't know what happened. <coughs> On that note, I didn't hit the mute button in time. <clears throat> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close up here um, with a little feel-good story. We all we all scream and shout and lose our rag at football, despite we we claim we're the blokes that don't. We all we all have our moments, but sometimes there are there are things in life much bigger than football. But it's wonderful when football embraces such things. 
Um, this weekend in the the Dutch Cup, um, Excelsior of the third division uh, were playing against Ajax. Um, Ajax won nine nil. Um, not the not the greatest result for Excelsior, but on their bench was a young footballer called uh, Devon Plonk, um, who in October 20 was complaining of leg pain. So he went to see a doctor and they found a malignant tumour on his fibula, I believe it was. Fibia. I can't even get me, but my bones right now. One of his, one of his leg bones. Um, Stop playing, undergoing treatment and he's still undergoing treatment, but Excelsior took the opportunity to give him a comeback game and named him on the bench against Ajax. He was told he could only play for two minutes so it didn't affect his... Uh, treatment or his recovery and in the 89th minute he came <clears throat> he was brought onto the pitch it was 9-0 at the time the Excelsior players and the Ajax players all formed a guard of honour to welcome him on the pitch um, so if ever you need need a good reason to get emotional about a 9-0 scoreline or, or and ignoring the 9-0 scoreline or Ralph Hasenhurtle couldn't do that um, just just take yourself find, find that on social media um, he does very well to hold it together. I think there's a few of the other players get a bit emotional, but it's wonderful to see and a fantastic, poignant moment from Ajax and Excelsior to do that for a young man who hopefully can continue playing and uh, has a career that goes on much longer than uh, probably first feared back in October 20. Um, lovely stuff. That is lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, wouldn't it Wouldn't it have been something if he'd um, like taken one of the Ajax players out and got a straight red? Can you imagine if he'd have done that? I can't believe he went Gerard there. style. Yeah. <laughs> or stop. I had his own lots net. of ideas going through my head. I did. I did hear. I did read it. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just thought that. I was like, imagine if he did that. Come on, like just clean someone out. Oh, was it? Off you go, mate. We we go we go back to Afcon last. Is it last week or during oh, the last my, week? The yeah, guy came yeah. on and within two minutes he was off. Night, yeah, ninety first, ninety third, and banned for three games. That was his. Banned that was his games. contribution to to Afcon. Yeah, I do love um, a brazen uh, quick just, red card. It's one of the most fine things <sighs> in football, isn't it? Yeah, love it. it honest to goodness, it truly was. It truly is. Uh, what I, I, I always hark back to, George and I. Um, we were in. We were up in Leeds. Uh, we were going to watch a gig, and we were in the pub watching Liverpool versus Manchester United. And um, it was Stevie G's last ever time he will come on and play against Man United. And we're just watching it. And on he comes. He's all fired up. Subbed on. Boom. Yellow card. Boom. Red card. No, straight red on. is the time he stamped on Herrera, it's wasn't it? Was it straight red? Oh, straight, straight red. red. Yeah, red, just right. stamping on Herrera's leg. Yeah. Magic, magic. Love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good times. Good times, Stevie G. Um, good yeah. times. He's doing all right now. Wonderful, gents. Any other business, or are we uh, are we calling time on this mutiny? I'm done. I'm spent. <laughs> mutiny on the bounty. Indeed. Mutiny on the JB. In the revolutionist I am. I'm going to go sit back and big, smoke a big Cuban cigar. Wish you all well. Sai, thanks for joining us. Are you off to watch The Wire? Oh no, I know the answer to that. Unless unless you can find a 50p DVD player. Thank you for joining us, bud. And Joe, do you want your chair back? Or, or should we let the Mate, listeners decide? This. The view from here. The view from here is lovely. I'm not waving you from the moral high ground now. I'm just waving at you from the high ground.
Chewy, that's me. <laughs> Listeners, thanks for joining us. Um, you'll find us Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all of the above. Look at him, he's got it all. Look at him, he used to miss all this. Yeah, I did. Any others? Snapchat, we're not on Snapchat, are we? Sorry. We're not, Jimmy, that's just there. you. That's just me. That's just me. It's the only way my daughters will talk to me, because they don't answer WhatsApp. Oh, well. On that note, listeners, thank you very much, and we'll see you again next week.